Hello everyone, I'm Christopher Tan and welcome to Providence Money Wisdom, an original podcast inspired by my book Money Wisdom, Simple Truths for Financial Wellness. In this podcast, I'll be sharing simple financial truths to guide you in navigating through the minefields of misinformation and false promises in order to achieve financial security and peace of mind. On investment link policies. Investment link policies or ILPs are essentially insurance policies that combine life insurance with investments in unit trusts. Generally speaking, part of your premium goes to pay for insurance charges that cover your needs and a part of it is used for investment. However, as these policies are structured such that insurance charges increase over time, it is technically possible that these charges may exceed the payable premiums. In this case, the ILP will begin utilizing the investment values to pay its own insurance charges until they are completely or fully depleted. If or when this scenario happens, your policy may lapse or your cover may be lowered. This stark realization has sent panic amongst many policyholders. Unfortunately, while many reports have highlighted all of the problems associated with ILPs, little has been written on what you should do if you own one. For a start, let me state that I'm not an advocate of ILPs. At the same time, to be fair, I think that the entire ILP issue has been blown out of proportion. Although it is true that it is possible for such ILP policies to lapse or coverage to be lowered, I think we need to study the issue on a case-by-case basis. This is because insurance charges and premiums vary from insurer to insurer. Now, in the book that I wrote, I put forth a table to show an example of the estimated insurance charges by one of the insurers in Singapore. And for a female non-smoker having an 80,000 death, disability and illness ILP insurance, the annual premium at age 25 is 1,003. Now, if you look at the table, how much goes to what we call insurance charges? Well, let me just say this. At age 25, the insurance charges for death and disability cover per 100000 per year is about $1.26. The insurance charges for critical illness per 100000 per year is about $0.64. Cents. And so the total insurance charges out of the 1300 per year premium is about 152. So $1,300 premiums, about 152 goes into the insurance charges. So it doesn't seem like it's a lot. But what conclusions can we deduce from these numbers? Well, from the podcast, you won't get a chance to see the rest of the insurance charges as you age. But all I can say is that insurance charges increase tremendously from age 40 to 50. Well, at age 40, the insurance charge will be about 208 out of the uh, the $1,003 that I mentioned earlier. And at age 50, from the $1,300 premium that I mentioned previously, now this lady would have to pay about $1,030 in insurance charges. Now, insurance charges for critical illness increase at a much higher age as, or rather a much higher rate as you age. And if you had bought the ILP at a young age, 
and by that we mean age 40 and below, you would still have a majority of your premiums allocated to investments. Even if total insurance charges at age 50 go up to $1,030 as I mentioned earlier on per annum, which is a huge jump, your policy should not lapse. So I hope that is an assurance. At age 60, you should have accumulated a decent sum of cash values to fund the extra insurance charges should it increase beyond the 1300 premium per annum. Though your cash values will depend on the market situation then. But let's not be too extreme to say that you will lose everything. So what does all that mean to you? Well, firstly, if you have a competent advisor, you should never have been advised to buy an ILP if you are age 40 and above, unless, of course, you have certain unique requirements. Given the nature of an ILP, I would think owners of ILP are a younger lot. If you had bought an ILP when you were younger, you should not be overly worried that you will lose your cover when you become older. If you have unfortunately bought one when you were much older, say 50 years old, you should also not be overly worried as it is likely that you should still have your required cover at age 60 and even beyond this age. This is because it is likely that you would no longer require such levels of coverage or require only low coverage. If you have bought a regular premium ILP for the purpose of investing, I think you really need to rethink whether you want to continue the plan as such policies are not meant for such a purpose. Some insurers offer a sum assured guarantee subject to certain conditions till age 65 and therefore, even if market performance is bad and your premium cannot cover the insurance charges, then you will not lose or have to reduce your cover. Oftentimes, restructuring your insurance can give you better cover at a lower cost. However, it is a complex process. Be sure to get professional advice before you decide. I hope that what has been shared helped to allay your fears on ILPs and guide you on what you can do if you own an ILP. Most importantly, remember when it comes to insurance, it is best to keep it pure and simple. Use insurance for the purpose of protection, especially term insurance. Use low-cost investment instruments such as index funds or evidence-based funds, for example, from dimensional fund advisors to invest your monies. If you try to put insurance and investment together, it may get too complicated for your liking. By now, I hope you understand why I'm so single-minded and passionate about using term insurance. It is simply the most sensible and cost-effective way to protect yourself. But finally, what should you do if you own an ILP? Well, maybe let me give you some points to consider. Except for hospitalization and surgical cover, HNS, as we talked about it in the previous episode, and a small cover like, say, 100,000 for alternative medicine, if you contract a major illness, your insurance cover will reduce over time and by the time you reach retirement, you should have little or no insurance needs at all. As such, firstly, read your policy to check whether your premium will be able to cover the insurance charges at a later age. Also, 
check to see whether your insurer offers some assured guarantee up to a certain age before you decide whether you need to do anything at all. Know how much, which is the second point, know how much cover you need. You may be pleasantly surprised that you are over-covered and can terminate some of these ILPs and get some of your monies back. The third point is this. If you still need the cover, you can explore replacing it with a more appropriate and cost-effective policy. However, you need to carefully weigh the cost against the benefits from both the financial and non-financial perspectives. Some things to consider would be, are there savings if you switch to another policy? After taking into calculation the new premium and the cost of surrendering your ILP? Has your health changed since you bought the ILP and as such, surrendering the ILP may be a really bad idea? It is generally believed that policies with critical illness benefit bought before July 2003 is more lenient when it comes to claims. Are you prepared to accept new definitions if you you are going to buy a new one. So these are some of the things that you should consider if you own an ILP and you want to do something about it. Thank you for tuning in to Providence Money Wisdom. I will be back soon with the next episode. For more information on my book or Providence services, kindly visit Provident.com. I'll see you the next time. All analysis, views or opinions from interviews, recommendations and other information broadcasted, podcasted or published herein are provided for general information purposes only. Information expressed does not take into account any specific situation, particular needs or objectives and should not be construed as specific advice or a recommendation. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal or tax professional before taking any action. Provident Limited does not accept any liability for any loss whatsoever arising from any use of the information broadcasted, podcasted or published herein. All contents and information contained herein may not be copied or reproduced in whole or in part by any means without prior written consent of Provident Limited.